Hey guys, I'm Jason Guyman, host of the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I am a self-employed entrepreneur. I grew my pressure washing business to a million dollar business in just under five years. And now I'm helping hundreds of pressure washers start and grow their pressure washing business also. I'm helping you so that you can be the king of pressure washing in your area. Today's show is going to be an awesome show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. Are you ready to get to the next level? Let's get started. What up, guys? Jason Guyman here with King of Pressure Wash and Christmas Lights. And tonight, I am going to talk tonight about how I started my pressure washing Christmas light business, but I'm also going to give you the journey of what I did to get where we are today. And so I forgot to send out my text. And so as I'm working on this, I'm going to try to send out a text to let everybody know that I'm going live and I forgot to go live. But I just wanted to talk a little bit tonight about my story and how I got to where I am and how I am going to help you move forward. And so that is what I am going to talk about tonight um, with that. going. Well, let me see if I can get this going here. Going live. So that is my goal, and I've already screwed this up, so just bear with me, and I will get you going here. But... I am going to take you from how I got started to all the way through life of the life of Jason Guyman and how, you know, some of you may think that so a lot of people I've heard of, you just got it all. You just had, uh, you just had whatever else. And I'm going to show you that there is a different side of the story for that. And so that is going to be what I'm going to talk about. Um, if you have any questions, definitely ask any questions, but that is kind of my goal is, is I've got two, sh two pages of notes here that I've kind of jotted down. So that way I can get through it. I don't know if I'm going to get through it, but that is kind of how my goal is for you tonight and to show you that you can start from nothing. And that is kind of where my goal is going to be at to help you all grow your business. So before we get started here, every Wednesday night, I'm going to start moving this more to a Christmas light um, theme. But tonight it'll be for both. I've got pressure washing and Christmas lights tied together. And so if you haven't went and checked out my Christmas light channel, I'd highly recommend you to do that. Um, it's Christmas lights. Um, you can look up Christmas, Jason Guyman Christmas lights or Christmas lights help and you will find that channel there and go subscribe to it. I appreciate it. I also got a Facebook group. If you want to go check out the Facebook group for Christmas lights, um, you can go check out christmaslights.io slash group and it will take you there to the group. And so that's kind of how we will go for tonight. So with that, let's get this show on the road. We got Trisha in the house. How are you doing, Trisha? We got, uh, I'm the only one here. Nope. You were second here because Trisha beat you. Uh, Jonathan Bell or jo Joanna Bell. How are you doing? Caesar? How are you? Um, what's up? All care. So I'm in the building. And so 
Jamie, I know you are kind of in this. You always say the poor mindset and you always say you're coming from the ghetto mindset. And so I am I, I've, I've been sitting here thinking about why do I want to tell my story? You know, every person's story is unique. A lot of times we don't think our story is unique or we think whatever it is. And so I've got some pictures that I'll be showing here and I've got some different things that I'll be showing here of how and what things were and how things was and stuff like that. So it's just not me sitting here an hour talking. I do have some stuff that I plan on um, giving you a little bit more information on my story. Who is Jason Guyman, right? Because that's, if you don't know who I am and you're just like, well, he's just some YouTube guy. How did I get here? And was it easy? No, it's not easy. It's If it was easy and business was easy, everybody would do it. There's pe reasons why people People fail in business year after year is because it's not easy. And so I'm going to give you the kind of the lowdowns and the high ups and all of that good stuff from the beginning of how my life began. And so starting out, I was a weird kid. I was one that at second grade, my parents decided to pull me out of public school. I went to a little, I went to public school and in second grade, I got pulled out. So in third grade, I used to got, I was being homeschooled. And so as I was homeschooled through the years, um, we was very poor. We didn't have a lot of money. Um, every year my mom would go out and we would do, um, deliver telephone books. I don't know if you know what those things are. Some of you younger generation probably don't know what telephone books are, but there are a book that had telephone numbers in it and everybody's phone number was in the telephone book. And so we would deliver these books every year for a while, um, for a month or two. So that way we could have vacation money. And so that was our vacation money for the year. And so from that time, from second grade up to I turned about 10, 11, 13, we moved from one small little house into another house. And this is a house that it still looks like this today, that it looked like when it was back then. And so actually my dad had put on some different things on this house. And so this is the house I grew up in and it didn't look much different back then. So you had the main house here where the garage was. This is where we originally moved into right here. And then my dad added this piece on and added this piece on and added this piece on. This was supposed to be livable. It wasn't. And this was basically a garage. This is the house I grew up in. And you know, as I, as I looked at the house, right, as we, as I looked at the house, um, where I'm actually on water rescue, um, our building, our piece of property is right down the road from here. And my good buddy DJ had never been by that house. And we went past that house the other day. And I was like, that's where I grew up at. And he's like, holy crap, you really did grow up poor. And so when you grow up poor, right, and you get older, and I always talk about a poor mindset and a poor mindset is so hard to get out of. It is one of probably something that will hold you back more than anything else is a poor mindset. I still have issues with it. I mean, you've seen the house I grew up in. I lived there until I went to college and I did all that. Now, 
as I was being homeschooled in my later years, we did do um, we did a lot of church things. We went and um, I was in Royal Rangers. I don't know if some of you may know it. It's like Boy Scouts. And in there, I, me and my best friend, Jeremy, at the time, we got our gold medal of achievement, which is like the highest rank for um, Royal Rangers. And so I did get my gold medal of achievement. So I wasn't stupid. I just wasn't very, we didn't have no money. And so that is something that I did. So from there, I was able to, um, I was homeschooled. And then in my junior and senior year, um, oh, I want to back up a little bit. When we did a lot of Royal Ranger stuff in my younger years, we did a lot of hiking. We went to Red River Gorge. We did a lot of backpacking. Um, we did a lot of rappelling. We repelled off Gray's Arch down there that you're no longer allowed to repel off of. I've repelled off um, Half Moon Rock down there. We did a bunch of rappelling in the Red River Gorge. And so we also did a bunch of rock climbing down there. And so that is something that we did. And then when I turned like 15 and 16, um, I also did, um, I also did snow skiing. And so I still love the snow ski. Um, there's a little hill over in Indiana that we do go snow skiing at. And so that is what we also do. I still have my Royal Rangers t- um, t-shirt and still have the tan dress shirt. Yes. Um, I, my mom still has it in the garage or in her basement still. And so as we were going through, I was not the very smart kid going through homeschool. Um, I, I was very good with my hands. I knew I wanted to be a mechanic when I grew up. I always tore stuff apart, but never put it back together when I was younger. I had motors, motors tore apart that I would tear apart and never get it back together because I couldn't figure out how to get it back together. Um, and I did that a lot. Um, I always wanted to see how things worked. Now, when it came to school, um, we put me, I was in uh, lots of different programs for um, going through, um, you know, middle school and high school, and I didn't do very good in any of them. So we lived, first started out in Cambridge Academy, and I think I made it through about a third of that stuff, and that was the end of the year. And even by the time that I graduated, I, um, I was able to my junior and senior year, I was able to go and do auto uh, mechanics at the vocational school at the county next to us. And so when I did that, I was able to go on there. And the first year, uh, my junior year, I didn't do a whole lot, but I did get decent grades in it. And then my senior year, um, we actually won the Ford AAA, um, the Ford AAA uh, the contest that we did for the state. Then I got to go to nationals and we came in ninth place in the nation in 1998 for that. Through this, I was able to get a full ride to go to college. Now, my junior and senior year, I didn't do a whole lot of high school because I was not very good at the books. Like reading, I sucked at and math, I didn't do very good at. Um, that's just the way it is. I mean, if I would be lying to tell you I was this amazing math person and I had the great English because you can probably tell that I still can't talk halfway, but that's okay because neither half of you either. So that's the good thing about this, right? And so as I was growing up and as I was going through this, and like I said, we were poor. There was no if, ands, or but, but we were poor. Um, through this, I got a full ride to go to um, Northwestern 
in Lima, Ohio. It's an auto diesel technology school. And in this school, I was able to, it was a three-year program to get your associate's degree in it. And I was able to get it done in a year and a half. I would go 10 hours a day to get this done. So one thing now that I look back at myself versus now is, is I like to get things done and moving forward, right? How can we get it done and move forward? Because if we sit there and think, oh, me, nothing ever is going to happen, right? You can sit there and say, I just, I, Jason must have grew up and everything handed to me. I'm going to tell you, it wasn't handed to me. I worked pretty hard on what I got, and that's how I was able to get to where I'm at right now. And so I was, I was going through auto diesel school. Um, I also in back going back, I've been through several, um, one thing we did do when I was younger, when I was like 15, 16, I did go on several mission trips and I've been to Haiti three or four times, um, for mission trips. I've been to Mexico a couple of times. I've been to Jamaica a couple of times, all for mission trips. And so, I've been around the world a little bit, not really around the world, just down south of us. And so that is kind of how I grew up, right? We went to church, we were poor, and guess what? But we were happy, or so we thought we was. We were happy because sometimes, you know, it isn't always easy, but that's a way that we're able to do it. So I went all the way through college, and my first semester or two, I struggled. I was getting C's and D's in it because I didn't know how to take tests. Um, after that, I started learning how to take tests and I was the A student. I had everybody cheating off of me and said, as long as you don't get me caught, I don't care what you do. Um, and so I went all the way through college till I got to my last semester, which was government. And I didn't do very good in government. In fact, I failed government. So I had to go back one more semester that I would drive up and back and forth from here to Lima, Ohio, which was about two hours away, twice a week, so I could take this stupid government class that I had failed. And so it is what it is, but you know what? I was able to get through it, and that is how I was able to do this. So in 2000 and, and 2000, I got out of college. I started a job. And in 2001, I bought my first house. This is my house that I bought in 2001. Um, I paid 58000 for this house. I still have this house to today. It is paid off and I rent it out. Um, I lived there for three or four years with me and actually about three years with me and my roommate. And then I got married with my first wife and we lived there for a little bit. And so I did get married when I was young and dumb. I was 20, uh, 23 years old. I was young and dumb. We lived in this little bitty house and I did get married by 2006. I had gotten divorced. So that's kind of how that happened. <laughs> so, I understand the married life and the non-married life and the divorced life. So I understand that. Now, when I got out of college, I worked on a, um, I didn't keep a lot of jobs very long. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I wasn't, I don't know, maybe it wasn't where I was called. So I was, uh, I worked at the one working on heavy equipment. I quit that job after about six, eight months. I started working, um, I started working at a, um, 
where did I go after that? Oh, I started working on cranes where I traveled all over the country. Um, we went down to Florida and put up big cranes that pick, um, like big rig outrigging cranes, big manowalks and stuff. And so I did that as a traveling mechanic. And so from there, I, I, I didn't like traveling then. So I became the person that I, uh, that I went and I went and I went to, um, work on hoses so I could stay home. Um, so I made hydraulic hoses. So I got a little bit of sales experience there. I wasn't real crazy about it. Um, and then I went to work back on heavy equipment again. And then I went to work on fire trucks. Um, I worked on fire trucks for a couple years. This is how I got into water rescue. I joined water rescue in 2004 as a, just a, I was going to work as a mechanic there. Um, now that, you know, 20 some years later or 20 years later, I'm actually the captain. I would have never thought that in 2004 that I would become the captain of this place. Um, I also started volunteering at the firehouse, which that ended up leading me to become a full-time firefighter, right? And so this is how I was able to get to where I'm at today and where we're coming at here. So um, as I worked on fire trucks, um, I got divorced. Um, there was things that happened that she liked to um, go out with other men, and I didn't really care for that. And she's been married three other times since our marriage and divorce, so I guess she hasn't gotten out of that yet. Um, but that's okay, and we didn't have any kids with that. And so as we did this, um, me and my wife, when I met my current wife, um, I was working at a place that I worked on cranes and junkyards, which was really nasty. And I traveled then. But when I worked there, I worked all the time. Um, we would, a lot of times we would work 12, 14 hour days, go to sleep, come back and then drive wherever we were headed next because it was a lot of work. And so I did make good money then. I was making about $70,000 a year. And this would have been in around the 2006 range. 2006, I was making about $70,000, $75,000 a year. And then I got a bright idea to quit my job and go become a fireman. So I went from making $70,000 a year down to $28,000 a year. And so at this point, my so at that time was my girlfriend. Um, she moved in so that way I could make it on $28,000 because I don't know if you know, but it's hard to make anything on $28,000, especially when you're used to a lifestyle of $70,000. And so from there, I was a full-time firefighter. So the first business I tried to start was working on fire trucks because I already worked on fire trucks. So I started my own business of working on fire trucks. And so as I was working on these fire trucks, I was working on fire trucks. But the one thing I didn't know how to do is, is get new customers, right? I struggled with getting new customers. I was scared to death to walk in places and ask if they needed anything worked on. And so that is something that I know a lot of people struggle with. And so that, that was something that I struggled with even way back then. And so at this time in 2000, um, so in 2007, we got married. Um, this is, we got married. I got married on a boat, um, on our water rescue boat. This is looking me, looking how young I looked there. Um, and then I got old. Um, 
I guess that's what happens to people in life, right? And so we got married in 2007, and since then we've had two girls. Uh, my two, um, I got a nine-year-old and a 14-year-old, and so that is how we started this. So as we were doing this, and as I was um, growing my business, I decided that I would want to start a pressure washing business, right? I thought that would be a great idea. Now, how did I come up with starting a pressure washing business? Well, I'll tell you how I started to come up with the pressure washing business. So one of the guys at the firehouse was, as we do at the firehouse, I was sitting all relaxed in the back on my recliner. And I decided... Um, Tom Thompson, he's actually the chief now, decided to come in and say, hey, I'm going to start me a pressure washing business. And so my first thought is, is you're an idiot, right? Because us firemen, we're, we're so supportive of each other. We really support each other when someone comes in with a with a with an idea. We're like, we're the first one to say you're an idiot right to your face usually. And so we're that supportive of us because we don't know no better. <laughs> and so as we he's telling me this, I'm like, you're an idiot. Because in my mind, I go back to when I was working on heavy equipment, we would take hot water and concrete cleaner and put on these motors and do all this stuff on these D8s, D9s, and 631s, these big, um, thing, big earth movers. And we would sit there and I would spray on these things for days, like two days to get all the grease out of them. And by the time you're done, you got black all over you. You're digging black out of your ears and it's just black out of your nose. And you just got grease everywhere. Like it is just, I remember I would have to take my fingernails and scratch in my hand to get half the grease out of my fingernails because I always had black fingernails because that's I always had grease in them because I worked on heavy equipment. And so that was the picture in my mind that he said that he wanted to want to do a pressure washing business. Now, I already said that I took a pay cut. I went from 28000 My wife was making about 35000 She was working at Toyota at the headquarters, and we had a lot of debt. Um, we had a crap ton of debt. And so how do I get out of this debt, right? How do I what's the what's the magic do i quit the fire job and go back to this job well this is at the same time that the economy is going down tank so it was kind of good that i was where i'm at because i was getting health insurance i was getting all the things that keep you at the firehouse right the good pet well it ain't the good pay but the good retirement all of that kind of stuff and so as i was doing this um there was a guy down the road and he's like, and I was, I'm trying to think about building this rig. Before I get to that point, though, I start researching. Now, most of you know me. I know that I don't like to read. I hate reading. And so back in the day before the Facebook groups and the YouTube, there was these things called forums. Now, forums, they didn't let anything go. Like, they would tell you, they were like the firemen. They would just tell you, you're stupid, you're idiot, you need to go do something and, because you don't know what you're talking about. And so that's how these forums worked back in the day. And if you don't believe it, they're still out there and you can go find them and you can go find those conversations about people doing this stuff. And so as we were doing this, um, 
I was trying to find stuff, and so I started researching everything I could of how to clean, what equipment do I need. I'm a mechanic. So I actually bought this trailer here. I bought this trailer here. It didn't have no covers on it. The It was pretty bad shape. You can see all the paint rusted off of it. And I bought that trailer, and I bought on, on that trailer, it, there was two riding lawnmowers on it. And two riding lawnmowers on it. And so one of the ride, this is one of the riding lawnmowers right here. And the other riding lawnmower was a lot better than this one. So I was able to take between the two riding lawnmowers, I was able to sell the one and, or I was able, I didn't sell the one. I went and I, um, I'm trying to find where the one I, I went and I sold that pressure washer or that, um, that, Shoot, I don't have a good picture of it. Um, I went and I sold that. Um, I went and I sold that lawnmower. And on the other side of this, there's a little four gallon a minute pressure washer that I traded. So I had four hundred dollars that I was able to get a trailer. I was able to get my pressure washer, and I was able to build this rig. Now there was some work that I had to do in this rig. Um, in this rig, I had to, um, I had to get this, um, I did buy a hot water box here. I paid a thousand dollars for the hot water unit here. Um, it had a bad coil in it. So I went in there and I put me a new coil in it. That cost me $400. And so you can see where I painted it up there. And that is how I was able to get this. This pressure washer here, or this hot, um, water tank here was my dad because where we lived at in the down here, we had to haul water because that's where we lived at was we had to haul water to our house down here. That was the hole in the wall, wherever I, wherever it went at. And so this is how I'm able, this is what I was able to do to be able to start my business. And so I was able to do this, um, in, uh, the 2012, this is me doing an ice dive right here um, as water rescue. Um, we This is something that we've done, uh, an ice dive. But as of 2012, I had gotten this here, and we went down to Alabama. And the only reason why I took this picture of it is, is uh, this is the only picture I did. But I actually went down here for a class, and this was in Huntsville, Alabama in 2012 that I was able to go down here. That is when I first met... Um, met Kurt Kempton from Responsibid. Uh, that's when he first launched. That was the first place that he launched Responsibid. Um, I also met Michael Chrysler down there. I got to meet DJ Carroll down there. So I got to meet a lot of the people that were, uh, you know, the OGs. And Michael Chrysler, I actually ended up buying his channel. I actually ended up buying his um, website and all that kind of stuff. And so that is how I got started in the pressure washing business. And just like everybody else, this was the very first thing that I had cleaned. Um, this was a cistern in this house that I had bought, and we cut a hole in it, and I cleaned the walls on it. Um, so I was able to play with it, and I named my business ProServe. And the reason why I named it ProServe is, is because I didn't know exactly what all I was going to do. And so through this, I've met many challenges. I was able to overcome many challenges. And it's like anything, right? You put your head to it 
and you can get it done. And so here was my rig. I had my rig all done. I had, you know, I had about $2,500 to $2,500 in it. I wheeled and dealed. I made things happen. And this house here was one of my first paid house washes here. And I actually went back and did gutter cleaning about four years later after this picture here. So that was something that was pretty neat. But this is how I was able to, this was even before I had, I had went and bought a, um, I went down to E-Town, Kentucky, Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and I was able to buy me a, a roof, a, a house wash and roof pump right here. And that's where I was able to do that. So this was my grandma's trailer that she had. And this was one of my first things that I ever cleaned. And it was like, all right, these people online, they tell me, that if I spray this bleached solution on these houses, this green will go away. And this was one of the first times that I actually got to see the magic happen and see how the magic works with working with bleach. And so that is how I was able to get where I'm at today. So from there, I started growing my business. And in 2013, I did about $30,000 my very first year. And it always went up, doubled or more after that as I was growing this business. Now, I even used yard signs way back when because why? Yard signs are awesome and amazing. And that's how I got a lot of my business even back then. Um, and this was one of my first roof cleans here that I did. And I think I got $400 for it way back then. Some of you all still ain't getting $400 out of it. And we're talking this long later. So this was my logo. This was my, you know, what I was. Here's where I'm backing my, this trailer in and around and getting this stuff done. Um, but it is definitely something that I was able to do. Um, I was, Worked on, I did this house here, I did this truck and trailer for a while. Um, and then I did a job down in Georgetown. I never carried water in this tank. The one time that I carried 500 gallons to a job, well, guess what? On the way home, I blew the transmission. So then I moved to this truck here. This was my truck for a few years. It's a Ford. I got rid of it because it's a diesel, and a diesel is one that you will, um, that you get to deal with the $3,000 to $5,000 every time it goes in for service. So I kept that one for a while. I put stickers on it. Um, I put the hose reels up here so that way everything would be able to work with it. Um, one of the guys there. And then in my endeavor of doing this, I decided to do some decks. So this was one of the decks that I had stained. Um, and I did this for one year and I decided there was not enough money to make. Even I don't care if you make $10 a foot. Um, I was charging $6 a foot. I started going to $8 a foot. I started going to $10 a foot. And finally I said, I quit. I ain't doing no more of these because I hate doing decks. Um, and yes, I even did, I even did videos way back when, um, in this. 
This here was a, uh, a big cabin that we had stripped and stained. So you can see where it was stripped at, and then we ended up staining it over here. And so I had did some even log cabins of doing the, the stripping and of that. And so this was another picture of after we stripped it, and then we had to stain it all when it was done. And so that was a very large job, and that was a big pain in the butt. Uh, the interesting thing about this picture here is, is I did this house and Benjamin Gregory did it about two years ago. So he actually got to rewash it again. And yes, in 2014, I started doing Christmas lights. That is the year I started doing Christmas lights. And yes, we have Christmas lights signs even back then. So I have been a big proponent of Christmas lights. This was one of my first paid houses for Christmas lights. Um, I think we got $6 a foot for it. So it, even back then, I got more money than some of you get today. This is the one, actually, this is one of two houses that I did icicles on. I didn't know no better, but this is one of two lights that I did icicles on of my career. This was a house that looks like crap now that I would tell you it would look like crap, but I still have memories of this house. The kid that went and seen this house was so excited when she got home. I don't care what it looks like here. It was amazing to her, and that's all that matters. And they we used them for years after that. Another house was the icicles. This one here was one of my big commercial jobs. This is the one I needed a 120-foot lift to be able to get up in here from all the way down here. And so this, I've showed pictures of this job here before, um, but this was um, a job that I thought would take two weeks and we ended up doing it in four days. Um, so that was a pretty cool job that we were able to do. I did my share of cedar roofs. Again, this was in the time of when we were doing decks, we were doing cedar roofs. And so um, we would clean them and then seal them. And this was on a little house here. Um, this was a uh, Christmas light job that we did. This was a 10,000 square foot house on the north side of Columbus, Ohio that we drove up to and we were cleaned it and re-steeled it. And so this was a big monster house, um, big monster house. And so that brings me back there. I think that's all the pictures that I have. I thought I had something else too. I guess I don't. So as I grew my business, as we went through that, um, I had my, my wife in 2014, she was pregnant with our second kid. We were able to, um, that she found out through Toyota. This is when the national, the nationwide headquarters were here in Erlanger. Her job got, was going to get moved to, um, up to shoot. Where is that? Michigan. And so we didn't want to move to Michigan. And so at that point, that is when I brought her home. And so she became a stay at home mom. And so at this point in 2014, 15, 16, I would go to work at Georgetown at the firehouse. It took me an hour to drive down there and an hour to drive back. And I would go straight to working on pressure washing jobs. So I would work 30 to 40 hours a week on the in the pressure washing truck. 
And then I would work 56 hours at the firehouse. I was literally working a hundred hours a week. And I did this for about three to four years as I was growing this business. And so to get to a million dollars, I'm not saying it's easy. It takes hard work. It takes dedication and it takes some, you got to do it right. There is no easy button. Everybody wants an easy button. There is no easy button when we are trying to grow this pressure washing Christmas light business. It takes hard work, but it's worth it in the end. You know, from this, I was able to get financial freedom so my wife didn't have to go to work so that we didn't have to send our kids to daycare. And so this is why it's important that you do this to be able to keep growing your business. And was it easy? No. I had I had these things called employees. One employee didn't raise the garage door all the way up. And we had ladders on top of the van and he just drives it right in it, knocks half the door off, the ladders go bending and breaks the the ladder racks on there. The same employee like three weeks later, hooked the battery up. He's driving. He had a battery in the back of the van. He hooked it up backwards, driving down the road and calls me and says, it smells really bad in here. I'm like, what you do? Did you hook anything? No, nah, I did hook the battery up. I said, look at the battery. The whole top of the battery is melted off. This dude was a genius too. He went to UK, had a financial degree and couldn't do nothing to save his life to be right, right? That was one employee. I had another employee that, well, this was one of my very first employees, that he was on a job. And the, the customer called and said, hey, what's your dude doing out here? He's been sitting in the truck for like 45 minutes. So by the time we drive over there to see what's he doing, he gets out of the truck and he just starts walking home. Just walking home. I'm like, dude. What the deal, right? So that was another awesome hire that we had made. Um, I had hired some friends. They helped me out quite a bit. I hit on that. Um, another one, this was the all-time great one here. So there was three guys that were best buddies. Um, there was um, Dan, Dan, and another guy. I don't remember his name. And Danny, he's still an employee over there. Danny had this girlfriend and he had a little kid with her. Well, Dan, the other guy decided he was going to sleep with the girlfriend. And so the one day we had a whole, they, that was three trucks. They each had their own truck. So that was three trucks that we had ready to go out. Nobody showed up for work. And we're like, well, that ain't good. Finally, the other dude, the friend was like, yeah, they were fighting at like three o'clock in the morning and fist fighting and everything else. So we're like, well, that sucks. So we had to figure out that this guy came in early. This guy came in later. So they didn't match each other. And, you know, it's, it is what it, you know, employees is one of those things that you're just like, oh, what do I do? Right. And so, but as I've grown and as I've learned and as I have studied, right. This is how I've been able to do this. And so one of the things else in growing this business is, you know, at the beginning, I was learning all about the pressure washing. Well, as like anybody else, um, I went to the huge the second year. It was 2014. And there was a person there that said, man, if you give me $4,000, 
I will make your phone ring. Well, all these other people said they're making my phone ring, right? So I gave $4,000 and that was supposed to build my website and give me SEO and it's going to make my phone ring. I gave $4,000. It's going to make my phone ring. Well, can you believe my phone didn't ring? You know how my phone ring? Through them stupid yard signs. They worked back then just as well as they work right now. Um, I used to go put them out every Friday. Me and my wife would drive around on Friday and we'd go put them babies out. That was our date day through the, through the, when we were poor. And so that's what I did. And so I paid the $4,000. And so earlier I was saying about how I didn't like to read, right? Well, then it's like, all right, what do I got to do for marketing? So guess what? I started taking classes. I've, I've invested in myself in marketing classes and different things of social medias. And, you know, I've listened to hours and hours and hours of podcasts and books and different things to learn about. I've probably got thirty to $40,000 that I've spent on myself for learn how to do marketing better. I'm going to a class in two weeks or three for learning how to do do more marketing better, right? Because marketing is one of those things that ain't, it changes. It changes a lot. It changes all the time. Like there, what we used to do back then ain't the same that we do today because back then barely had Facebook. Now Facebook's a big thing, right? Facebook ads used to do really good. Now they don't. YouTube ads, you know, there's all different. It's, it's kind of a flowing thing of what does good and what doesn't. And so as I was growing this business, as I was getting to where I was wanting to be at, I have invested a bunch in myself and learning about marketing. I still learn everything I can about marketing. I, I learn about AI, right? AI's new. AI's within a year. I've actually been using AI for almost two years because before GPT um, 3.5 was out, it was chat GPT 3, which was through Jasper. And I used to pay 125 bucks a month for Jasper because it's a tool that I use. And so now it's getting cheaper. And so now I'm able to grow my business through these different ways. So I got four trucks on the road. I was getting it going and we sold it in 2018. 2018, um, 2018 was a sad day for me, right? That was my baby. My baby was this business because I had started it from literally nothing, right? I had nothing in this thing when I started. I started from this trailer, nothing. A $400 trailer is what I started it with. And so when I sold it in 2018, I was sad. I was depressed. It wasn't happiness for me. Woohoo, I'm selling a business. I was not, I was sad about it. Um, I had a business partner in it. And so he wanted out. I couldn't buy him out. And so we had to sell it. And so um, you don't make a lot of money when you sell a million dollar business if it, if you don't have it running right and moving right and not having a bunch of bills, right? And so as I've learned how to grow a business, as I've helped other people grow their business, I've learned from my mistakes what I did to help you grow your business. And that is my goal is, is how can I help you more? And so 2018, I had sold it. 2019, I was still, I was working there as an employee. I'd go in once a week and I would do like the safety stuff and I did the marketing. 
And so in 2019, the business did another million dollars after we had sold it. And so in 2020, January of 2020, I had finally quit. And now I do what I do now of starting here. Now, what helped me grow this business that I'm in now and what helped me grow that business before? Consistency. You got to be consistent. If you're not consistent and you go after shiny object syndrome over every little marketing thing or Bob is doing this and Joe's doing this, you are going to struggle. You will struggle because you will not stick with things that work. You know, some of the things that work are hard work. Putting out signs is not an easy task. You know, putting out signs is not an easy task. I got a guy that did $700,000 in Christmas lights last year, right? Um, Mr. Um, Mr. Sam did almost $700,000 in Christmas lights. He's out there putting signs out. He's out there doing the grind. He's out there making it happen. And that's what the key of this is, right? How can you make this happen? You know, as I was a, as I was a mechanic, which got me onto the fire department, I had to do hard things that I didn't always like to do, but I knew I had to do it to feed my family, right? I knew I had to do it to support my family. As I was working those hundred hour weeks, I knew I had to do it to support my family, right? And so you got to have a why and you need a good mission. And so the things that I push hard on is if someone's telling you it's easy, run because it is not easy. This is not an easy business to just get in and be like, oh, to do, you know, I got people in my Facebook group that I hit on in the beginning here that are like, they're happy that they're getting three, $400 putting lights on a house. I'm like, you are, you're busy and you're not going to be successful. I just posted a post today saying just cause you're busy doesn't mean you're going to be successful. You know, a lot of people do a lot of busy things and it doesn't mean you're going to be successful. You sit in there checking your emails for hours on hours, you're wasting a lot of time, right? Because those emails are still going to be there when you get there looking at it later. So as you're growing this business, you can be successful in it. You can make a lot of money. You know, you can do six figures. Even when you're 24, like Nathan is here, 24, 25, and doing two fifty three hundred thousand dollars Same way with Tristan up here. Tristan doing $250,000, Because you can do this. This is something that is awesome about this pressure washing business of how you're able to do this. And so, you know, I've got Jason up here. He's going, he's killing it this year, or he's going to kill it this year. Last year, he did $250,000. He's another one that does the firehouse. He's another one that does, um, that works at the firehouse. It can be done. Don't let people sit there and tell you, you can't do something. Prove them wrong. That is what you have to do. If, it's even he rough here in Florida. Business is slow. Yeah, because it's January, February. It's always slow, even in Florida, down there in those months. The problem of it is, is they want to go, then you want to go cheap. And then the problem is, is then you stay cheap and you never get out of that mindset. The reason why I teach premium pricing is because premium pricing is how you stay in business. If you want to be busy and not make any money, there's, you, you can do that all day long, but you got to be able to overcome the no's. 
And I hit a lot of no's in my life. I still hit a lot of no's. But as an entrepreneur, when you're told no, that means go is what that means. That's like, I'm going to prove you wrong is what that means. Don't let that stop you. Keep moving forward. Even um, us old guys can make money. Yes. Look, Dan is old. He's in almost 50. And he did for over $400,000 part-time last year, him and his wife, right? Because it can be done. There's nothing special about this. Everybody thinks you got to be special. I tell you what the specialness is, is you got to take action. You got to be consistent and you got to be relentless, right? That's what you got to do. Is it going to be easy? Nope. It's not going to be easy. Are you going to have, um, Employees screw up. Yep, they're going to screw up a whole lot of stuff. I promise you, they will screw up a whole bunch of stuff. They're not going to do as good as you are. They're not going to clean as good as you are. But they can do, they can help you grow your business. Appreciate the content, Jason. Cheers from the big future biggest company in Georgia. Referrals and commercial this year. That's how you can set yourself apart, right? How do you set yourself apart? Commercial, referrals. That's how you do it. Jason, what made you start using money bushes? Um, they were talked back in even the day they were talked about. That's how I started using them. I started actually using them on gutter cleaning. Um, I did gutter cleaning with them, and that's how I started using them. And then I started just escalating from there. So um, I'm in Florida and it's busy. So see, you got two different people. One saying it's busy, one saying it's slow. So go out there, flip rocks, go go do hard things. Um, if you don't know how to do things, then go get training on it. Go learn on it. Go figure out how to do this, right? So that way you can keep growing your business. My new favorite quote, no means go. That's exactly right. No means go. That's When you're told no, then you got to go. You, you're going to make it happen. No means go. 100%. Because as entrepreneurs, you're told no a lot, right? We're told no a lot. Like, as I'm on water rescue, we're running through roadblocks. You got to run them over. Just bulldoze them over. Put people in their Just make people be like, I never thought you would be able to do that, right? I've been hearing that a bunch. I never would have thought we you would have been able to do that. You know what? That's my goal. I want to hear you say that more because when you push and you go and you find the right people and you put them in the right seats of the bus, it's amazing what can happen. If you find the right employees, you find the right secretary, you find the right office manager, you find the right technicians, you find the right um, um, operation manager, it's amazing what you can do. It's amazing with you having a vision that you can see and you can project to everybody else. It's amazing what you can do to keep your business working. What are your thoughts on employee salary versus hourly? It's not a bad idea where you pay them like seven, eight hundred bucks a month or a week and you do it all year long. And that way, hey, if you work a little over, then you're going to get paid when you don't work in January and February. Now, there is some rules about that that you got to make. They've raised it. It's like $50,000 a year or something. Go check the rules. Don't quote me on that. But there is some rules on that. you got to pay so much before you can be a salary. 
working with a radio station as my big game changer this year. Thanks for the response about the yard signs you use. I thought you just called them money bushes. I didn't know that there was actual name. Yeah, they're called money bushes because when you plant them, they bring money in. That's why I call them money bushes. But yes, they're called yard signs is what they're called. Um, if you had a choice, would you get an open or enclosed trailer? I would get a... Um, I would get a skid in the back of a truck would be my first choice. My second choice, especially us older people, would be an enclosed trailer. Two reasons. One, it's a big billboard, right? It's a giant billboard. And two, when you got to go pee, it gives you a place to go pee. Uh, what I did the same thing in Central Florida and nothing. Uh, a hundred yard signs didn't work for me. Maybe the location. Maybe it was the, what you said on it. Maybe you didn't put them out at the right time. Maybe you got too much on them. If it just if it says more than pressure washing and a phone number, you have too much on it. Maybe you didn't put them in the right place, and you only put out a hundred. So when you, whenever you do any test. Don't do a hundred tests and say, well, that didn't work, Jason. Jason, that didn't work because I put out a hundred of them. Okay, go put out 500 and then tell me what you got. That's how I'll tell you whether it's good or not. They changed a lot of stuff this year with tax and all this crap. Yeah. And so the other thing too is, is you got to, if you're just starting a business in 2024, you got nine, if you starting a business in 2024 and you actually do the actual paperwork, you got to do the FICA number or whatever that number is too. So that's another thing that you got to do. If you started your business before 2024, you got to the end of the year to fill it out. Thanks for the answer on salary. Google is going to have to have the answer eventually, but who would I go to find the answer about the minimum salary to make sure it is legal? See, they changed that law. It was about 2018, 19 is when they changed that law to where the salary is. So I would look up, I would just see where it is there. Otherwise, you'll have to talk to a, a CPA would probably know or a, an attorney that business attorney would probably know um, also. So um, you're looking good the same age. <laughs> um, love you, bro. Have so much respect for you. Bring the back the stash. 98% as virtual estimates. I did most all my estimates virtual. You are a hardworking man. You are where you are because of yourself. I've been a millwright for 20 years. I'm 38 years old and jumping into pressure washer. I have my first job booked February 9th. Awesome. I like the high rise stuff. Yep, because a lot of people are scared to death of it. That's the good thing about it. Um, 250 yard signs a week this year. There you go. You talk about 100 yard signs, he's going to do 250. And he actually got a whole bunch of them. They got a whole bunch of them. Um, I mean, he got a whole bunch of yard signs. Like lots and lots of <laughs> yard signs. 
I don't know where he posted. I think he posted it. Let's see if I can go find that post because Dan got a whole lot of yard signs. He's gonna he gonna have yard signs for days and days and days. So you want to see what a whole lot of yard signs look like? That's what a whole lot of yard signs look like. That's that's called money bushes. That's called stacks of money sitting right there because they will turn into stacks of money. Um, I'm in Southwest Florida and it's so bitty with the snowbirds. I burned myself out this year. I need to get better at time management and learn to shut it off at night. <laughs> Good luck on that. <laughs> um, it's hard. It is really hard as a business owner. It's like your brain never shut down. Um, I would lie and say it did, but it doesn't. It never shuts down. We're always thinking about something. We're always thinking about something. What did you do in your first and second year in Christmas lights? So the first year in Christmas lights, we did right at $40,000. We did 38 installs, 39 installs, and did $40,000 was my very first year of Christmas lights. My second year of Christmas lights, we hit $100,000 um, was my second. So we actually doubled, a little more than doubled our from our first year to second year. The big thing that we I didn't know was marketing. I had to figure out the marketing side for the Christmas lights. But once I figured that out, that's how I was able to start growing. I use yard signs a lot. I'm surpassing how many people are actually scared to death of heights. Um, yeah, they are. They are scared to death of heights. And a lot of people are scared to death of dealing with pressure washing that high up. A lot of people are. I did 26000 the first year, and I did $76,000 the second year. That's awesome. I'm thinking about getting a box trailer and wrapping it in. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. I think that's a great idea. Um, that That's definitely something that people can see you a lot, and that can help you out a lot by um, having that, doing it that way. So... Coming up, I will have some in-person trainings coming. Um, I've got one coming in um, in April that I do have signed up and ready to go um, and up and running. If you want to go check that out, I it's at uh, King of Mark King of Pressure slash in-person training, or go there and find the in-person training or Christmas light and, and find the in-person training there. Um, it is in Portland, Oregon. And this is an actual hands-on class. Like you actually get to hang Christmas lights and you actually get to pressure wash. Um, and then the middle day is the most important day. And that is the marketing day. And the marketing day, um, I have today, I have been, um, I'm doing a Christmas light class that's already sold out um, in next week. And so the landscape lighting class and the pressure washing it's not a pressure washing it's just a landscape lighting class and christmas light class um i was working through the i've been redoing a lot of my slides and redoing i probably did half of what it is here so that's what i've been able to do for the in-person training quick question how can you remove dirt off front port door and garage doors that don't come off with downstream solution light rinse um depends on what kind of dirt it is um 
obviously on a garage door, you don't want to be rubbing it. Um, so I would be interested in, is it like red clay stains? Because that's different type of dirt of what we have. Anybody got any skids for sale? I'm sure there's plenty of them out there for sale. First year, first year, 250 signs on the way, playing on doing that every month. Well, you plan, better be planning on being busy. Nathan, check Facebook Marketplace for your area. When do you do another permanent lighting training? I will be having another permanent lighting training coming up. It's probably going to be in May-ish is probably when it's going to be. I don't know exactly yet, but there will be a permanent lighting class coming up. So permanent lights and they're probably going to be an event. I know there's a, one advanced class coming up in February, um, and then I'm going to be putting another one on probably in June-ish is when that I will be putting another one on. So black dust is what I saw. Oh, that can be tough because you don't really want to rub it because then it messes up other things. So, I mean, I might try to rub it lightly, but make sure it's wet and hopefully it don't screw nothing up. But, bro, I've been looking on the whole East Coast. <laughs> I haven't seen... Um, are you in the Facebook group for the equipment selling stuff? Um, that would be where I would be looking at. So, but other than that, I hopefully you learned something or found out more about me um, and how I grew up. And I was hoping I could give a, just a little bit of insight of you can do this. There's nothing special about this. There's nothing special about me. There is zero thing special about me. It's about taking action and believing in yourself and go do it. And don't ever stop learning. Don't ever think you know it all. Like, I've got people in my Facebook group for the Christmas lights, and they're like, I've been doing this 10 years. I know everything. I'm getting $300 a piece. Well, you don't know crap is what I'm going to tell you. I don't know everything. I promise you I don't know everything. But I will promise you one thing. I'm willing to learn, and I, I'm always learning. Like, every day I go swimming three days a week, I'm listening to a book in my ear. If I go do a long travel, I'm listening to a book in my ear. I'm going to classes, right? You know, I love this book that I just read. Um, I didn't even give the book. It's um, um, Know Your Enemies. That ain't the actual name of it. Um, Choose Your Enemies Wisely is what it's called. And in there, he talks about if you're struggling on something, pick one thing this year that you're going to go do. If you're struggling on sales, go do three sales classes and go read 10 books on sales and get better at sales, right? And then when you do that, that will help you out and keep you moving forward. Um, your backstory, very fascinating. Great live tonight, Jason. Glad to be back watching you do your thing. We're booking $1,200 plus deals with spring, almost all the way booked, even in the winter here in Indianapolis. That's awesome. And you know what I'm going to tell you about that? Raise your prices. Um, raise your prices. If you're getting booked out three, four weeks, raise your prices um, and keep raising them. Don't don't stop. Keep raising your prices, and that way you you do less work and you make more money, and it's just way better in the end. And then that way, when you do go hire people, you're able to hire people a lot easier. 
Nice story and thanks. Never rub a garage door. That's truth. You will mess a garage door up if you start rubbing on it, for sure. You don't know what you don't know, as every day is a school day. Yep. What should I use to clean off black suet off a brick from a house fire? I always use like EBC. We used to work pretty good for it. I don't know if anything better than that, but like a good degreaser is what you're wanting. That's what you're wanting. So other than that, I hope you all have a great day. If you want to, you can go check out christmaslights.io. I got all kinds of cool stuff there. Um, I'm doing a lot of blogging and adding a lot of stuff in there. Um, also, King of Pressure Wash, I've got a lot of stuff in there too. You can go check it out. Every Monday night, we do a live Zoom call. It's been great information going in there. Get to hear from people like Dan and other people, Sean, that have awesome ideas and they're growing their business and it's really cool. We charge deposits and have text and training to max out spring. Plan on adding another rig by fall to use that for the tax write-off. That is awesome. I need to come up and do a ride-along with you, uh, Dream Team. Um Come up and see you all. Since you said you're in Indianapolis, right? Um, I can do that. That's only two hours away from me. But if anybody else would like to me do a ride along with them or come up and see them and let me know where you are. And if I'm in the area, I can maybe swing by or maybe make a trip that way. Um, so that's something I would love to do. This has been one of my favorite lives you've ever done. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, you get to know me a little bit more now, so you know where I come from. So other than that, I hope you all have a great night and we'll see you all later. All right, guys, that is all the time we have for today's show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I know you found this as exciting as I did. If you appreciate the work we do it here at King of Pressure Wash, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And give this episode a five-star review. I would appreciate it very much. This helps me get to other people so that they can be successful just like you can be also. And if you're looking to start and grow your own pressure washing business, to give you and your family financial freedom, time freedom, be sure to sign up at thekingofpressurewash.com so you can be the king of pressure washing in your area.